I'm Eli Smith, and I don't cry at movies, but I want to. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I cry at movies all the time. It is now my job to make Eli cry at movies. From best pictures... And purely nostalgia. This is... Live and let cry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Live and Let Cry, a monthly podcast maxi-series to find a movie to make Eli Smith cry. I'm Cody Lunsford. Today on the show, we'll be discussing the 2006 movie about chasing down the American dream, as well as some medical machines, The Pursuit of Happiness. But before that, let's say hello to Mr. Dry Eyes, Eli Smith. Hello, 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 my dear Baudelaire's. Um, how, how, how are you? Eli? I'm doing, I'm doing well. I'm uh, just pursuing happiness day after day. Yeah. Gots, you, you have to. You gotta pursue it. It's not just gonna come out of nowhere. And you know what? In the year 2020, it is hard to find. But I <laughs> it think is. it's out there somewhere. It is hard to find. It is a constitutional law that you must be in pursuit of it at all times. Mm-hmm. And if you are not pursuing it, you must um, monetize your hobbies <laughs> of watching movies by making podcasts about them. Yes. Um <laughs> That's basically what you, have to do, what you have to do. Hey, have you cried recently? Um, no, no, I haven't, and I'm trying to even think if 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 I've come close to it. No, not at all. Uh, haven't even come close. What movies have I watched recently? Just like the Scooby Doo movies for my podcast. Uh, <laughs> watch the new Borat. That might have been the closest I've come to crying. <laughs> The new Borat definitely has like very touching emotional moments. It really, it really does have a couple of moments where I was like, "Oh wow, I didn't expect to feel something in this movie," but no, no yeah. tears. So, um, uh, w- the the election's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's that, but I don't I don't know that I necessarily feel tears for that. I heard a lot of people who you know cried after the last election, mm-hmm. um, just because making them vote felt so good and that's the only reason (laughs) um (laughs) yeah i haven't cried about the election i just i feel a general sense of anxiety about it i guess and just like let's get it let's get it over with but if if you could like uh, green day wake me up when the election ends would Mm -hmm. you at this point are, are you asking if I would wake you up when the election ends or <laughs> no, I'm asking, would you, would you be Billy Joe Armstrong and go to sleep until the election at this point? Yeah, I've got nothing big planned between now and then that would actually, be that's kind of what I thought. Great. Like Halloween is not anything this year. Yeah, so like I'm not I could on that being a thing. So <laughs> I, I, I saw that question posed like a month and a half ago and i was like at that point no but now like with only like a week or so left yeah i'd sleep it off that's fine um so i have cried um, oh and what is now broken in me is i cry and then i'm like okay i gotta remember this (laughs) to talk about Mm -hmm. on the show um and so I cried while listening t- to a song off of Folklore, uh, the Taylor Swift album the other day, an album that I have heard 35 times at this point. Which song? Uh, um, Peace. That's the one that gets me. Hmm. It's, yeah, I'm married. It's that annoying, <laughs> gross relationship stuff. Yeah. Um, which related is also why I cried at the haunting of Bly Manor. That was a show that like I 
cried significantly at for many, many minutes as as it ended. Yeah, I saw you um, say something about that on Twitter or something, and I was like, I thought that was a scary show. Was it so scary well, you cried? <laughs> well, sometimes scary also sad. And sometimes, sometimes scary is about human condition and make you cry. Mm. And sometimes scary about love and sometimes scary about family. Um, mm. Yeah, no, it's 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 incredible. Um, that and Hill House are both scary shows that made me cry. But I am never going to make you watch nine hours of something to do our monthly podcast. So, yeah, you know, it's not on the docket. Thank you. Also, probably Unless just it, too scary. Probably too scary. But if, if I was going to make you watch anything long for the podcast, it would be uh, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance because I know it would make you cry just because it got canceled. It would make me cry. Um, that might actually be. It, was that announcement between now and our last episode? Because that might have been the closest I've come to crying. <laughs> I can't remember. I I I just felt f- like fury, and I'm not even as big of a fan of that show as you are. Mm-hmm. But I did watch it on your recommendation. Um, was not even as big of a fan of it as you were, but just the injustice of winning an Emmy and the mm-hmm. next day getting canceled is just some kind of nonsense that only Netflix would pull, I feel like. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Um, yeah. You know, I just remembered, actually, I, I know what the moment I came closest to crying recently was. It was not while watching Borat 2. It was, uh, I was riding a long board around in the dark listening to the new Phoebe Bridgers album, and oh my gosh! <laughs> I just I felt such a vibe in that moment. <laughs> it was like a little bit chilly out, and I was like, uh-huh. I actually had the thought like, if I was a crier, I would be crying right now, but I, I didn't. That's incredible. That those kind of like transcendent moments. Mm-hmm. I don't experience chill anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking out at like a lake or beaches or something that that that's my my corresponding yeah. uh, moment where I can just like sit and just like, ah, it's great here. Um, Phoebe Bridgers is on a longboard, you know? Yeah. Something <laughs> about the that main combination character. did something for me. <laughs> That's a very protagonist moment. I quote the kids on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I did um, feel like, like I felt like I was, it was the intro sequence to like a teen dramedy. Um, yeah, and that is, I I felt like I was the main character for a second, which I normally don't feel like I'm the main character because <laughs> <laughs> nothing interesting happened to me. The the scene would be you're like vibing around on the long board, Phoebe mm-hmm. Bridgers is playing, and then you trip off the long board and you like kind of tumble down, and mm-hmm. then like in big white letters, the title of the movie shows up. <laughs> See, yeah, these are the things, yes, these are the things that go on in my head when I'm, like, listening to music, doing things. Like, yeah. if this was a movie sequence, what would mm-hmm. what would be the moment when the title pops up on the screen? Do you think about yeah. those things when you're listening to music? Because I do all the time. I fully only interact with music on that level. Um... Every song I listen yeah. to, I'm either like envisioning the music video or a movie scene that it is set. That's why like sometimes I can listen to classical if it's a certain way, but other times I can't because like, you know, the story of the words is where I'm like picking up stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but a hundred percent that is basically the only way that I interact with music is envisioning it in some kind of visual sense. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm 
weird. I'm a weirdo. You are. I'm different. Um, yeah. That's why you have so, movie podcasts. That's why I have movie podcasts and not music podcasts. Because I would be like, I like, I like it when it's. <laughs> like I like this song because it makes me think about movies. <laughs> oh, oh! Did you cry when Regal closed? Uh, I didn't cry. I think I just. I think I'm just numb to that kind of news at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah, which sucks. <laughs> yeah, I I really okay. This is something that makes me very sad on an intellectual level. Um, sure, I have just lost some of my love for movies in the year 2020, just because I haven't. Hey, Eli, it's been so inaccessible. Yes, I'm with you, which is yeah. disgusting coming from me. Right, like, <laughs> but I, I'm with you. I'm like something about. I don't know. There's a lot of people who are like, I could never go back to the theater and be fine. And I just cannot comprehend that. Yeah. Because I just do not get the same experience out of things while sitting on my couch and watching them. I got a new TV. It's a nice TV. Mm-hmm. It's not a movie theater. I'm not, you know, getting cozy up. And, you know, I have been going to the theater some, wearing mm-hmm. mask, being very careful. But I have been going but everything that's being released is not the capital letter movies that would normally be coming out during this time. And I just, yeah, I, I'm totally with you. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I, I feel like what people who really follow a sports team must feel like when they're just like begrudgingly watching a season that is not doing all that well. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but I got to support the team. Yes. (laughs) That's how I feel like watching movies right now. I'm like, I got to support their existence. Yeah. My only trip to the theater has been Tenet. I saw, I masked up, saw Tenet in an IMAX theater. It was a huge IMAX theater with like only three other people in it. And it was just depressing. Like I just felt like, I was like, this is not what the movies are supposed to feel like. And I haven't been back since then, mainly because there hasn't really been anything in theaters that I right. wanted to see, but also I was just like, this isn't, it's not the same experience, and it's sad. Yeah, and and Tenet didn't save movies uh, no. like we thought it was going to, because Tenet's like, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't like transcendent, like I think everybody was hoping it was to be, which was an right. unfair expectation, but still, like, it just was like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, Maybe we'll be allowed... I don't know. Well, I say aloud. We're allowed to go to movies right now. You're not because you're a Regal Crown Club or whatever it's called. Well, we still person, have but... AMCs here, but like, I just I've I've flip flopped back and forth based on their <laughs> their <laughs> subscription <laughs> programs. I can't go back to AMC at this point. I can't come crawling back to them right now. And also, has like, it been how six much months? Because you could be around. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean that's true. Uh, how long until we're going to Disney's and WB's? Um, yep. WB sounds like an Applebee's spinoff. <laughs> the WB theaters should have Applebee's in the middle of them. That'd be cool. Um, it would be cool. I, but yeah, we we are allowed to go to the movies right now. We're just not allowed to see the movies we want to see. Right. It's <laughs> basically what's happening. Um, but, you know, Christmas, they're claiming we've got Wonder Woman and stuff. So maybe maybe we'll have a Christmas surprise. We'll see. Um Santa will deliver that as well as all the vaccines that they were going to get a payout for delivering. Anyway, um, <laughs> have, you, have you seen that topical news, Eli? No, I haven't. Okay. 
let me explain it to you off pod so we don't get I'm derailed. I'm excited to hear by... more about that. Uh, um, okay, so let's talk about the movie we're here to talk about. Happiness. A little movie. We're pursuing it's it. It's happiness. It's the pursuit of happiness. It's a 2006 movie starring Will and Jaden Smith um, and Tandy Newton. I guess Jada Pinkett Smith was busy and they didn't want to make it an entire family affair. Yeah. Um, but it could have been fun. Um, yeah, I had never seen this movie before, had you? I had also not seen this movie before. Um, I, I, I really like Will Smith and this has been one of those movies that I was, I've been for years. Like I need to get around to watching that one at some point, but no, mm-hmm. this was my first time. Absolutely. And the, the thing I knew about this movie was like, oh, it's, it's a tearjerker. Right. Like that's basically all that I knew about it. And I knew that he was like poor and homeless for a part of it. Um, you actually raised something pretty interesting on your letterbox that I want to get into for mm-hmm. a minute here, which is Will Smith as an actor. You love him. Yes. I agree. I also love him. But you posed the question of like, is he in really any great movies? And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, Eli's being funny. Let me look. And I looked at the list of Will Smith movies and I was like, oh, Eli's right. He has like, one great best, movie. They're good <laughs> And you say that's Men in Black. That is his one great movie, in my opinion. There's a few I haven't seen, but the ones I haven't seen, I feel like don't have amazing reviews. I would say all of them are good level to me. All of them. Yeah. None of them hit great. There's a lot that hit good, and Men in Black hits good for me. It doesn't quite hit great for me. But oh, like, Men in Black's you know, great. You're wrong. Nah, that's all right. Um, it, it's, you know, it's a percentage point, I'm sure. Um but, um, like, I really like um, uh, I Am Legend. But that's just a good movie. Yes. Not a great movie. Good example. Um, I need to rewatch iRobot, but that's kind of a good movie. Yes. Not a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Gemini Man's pretty good. Not great. Um, I like Hancock more than most people. Good, not great. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. Uh, just listen to Best Pictures upcoming because it's a bonus episode. Um, I Ali is probably the closest. That's the Michael Mann movie. Yes, um, I haven't seen that one, and I was just thinking I, before making this statement, that's the one I need to watch, and I haven't done that, so I could eat my words once I watch that one. But you could, but it's also a movie that's like a tad too long yeah. and feels very biopicy at points and mm-hmm. yeah um you know what will smith movie i haven't seen which is probably a crime aladdin eli <laughs> come on <laughs> you know me better than that i've seen aladdin i'm the person who liked aladdin well, um H- hitch oh hitch is good i like hitch i know uh but it's, I, I, it's not great it's good not great right but but that's the Will Smith magic mm-hmm. is like you you think of all of them very fondly because he's so good in them and he's so magnetic of a presence. But you're like, oh, I wish Will Smith would like pair up with a really good. Well, he did pair up with Angley, but a, a pair up with like a really interesting, good director paired with really good material and like make the great will smith movie after earth didn't do that for you it was close (laughs) no it was not it's bad (laughs) after Earth's atrocious um but i mean he is in a movie coming up where he plays uh serena and venice williams 
father. It's called King Richard. Hmm. Um, that feels like an Oscar type performance for him. But you know, based on like seeing the trailer for Hillbilly Elegy, just because somebody is giving an Oscar performance and will get nominated, doesn't mean the movie's good. Yeah. Um. So I just I just found that really fascinating. He's like him and Tom Cruise are probably our biggest movie stars that are still around, mm-hmm. right? Um, Tom Cruise is probably s- bigger right now because he has the hits of Mission Impossible and Will Smith is a YouTuber, which is still <laughs> breaks my brain that he's doing that. Um, but it's, uh, those are the two like big movie stars we have left who don't have Oscars. And I, I find that really fascinating. Yeah. I, the reason I was thinking about that is because a friend of mine recently said, all of Will Smith's movies are bad and it made me so viscerally angry and I like started trying to like disagree with him and then I was like oh you might be right (laughs) but they're not bad I don't think he has very many awful movies I just think he doesn't have uh, he has one great movie it's called Men in Black it's about aliens very good I mean, they're very entertaining movies, which is why they were all slam dunks. That's why he owned July 4th weekend for so long, because they mm-hmm. were all like satisfying enough hits. Um, oh, Independence Day is, is another like the yep. iRobot, the um, uh-huh. I Am Legend. Like he has so many of those types of movies. Yes. Yeah. Um, what if Wild Wild West is a secret masterpiece? I doubt it is, but <laughs> mm. I've seen it, it and I liked it as a kid. But yeah, that's what I remember. Um, but the why I find that like weird disconnect so interesting is like this feels like when Will Smith should have won the Oscar, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, it, I mean, it's a good performance. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a great movie. It's, we've already no. kind of implied. But yeah, I mean, I wish that he had won it. Um, because I want him to have an Oscar, but I also, if I saw this, um, if this came out for the first time with the brand that I have now, if I watched it, I don't know that I would have been like, oh, he definitely deserves it for this one. Well, I mean, you know, that's always the struggle, right? There's so many people who win Best Actor or Best Actress for movies that are, like, bad. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that happens quite a lot they uh, like they win for performances that uh are not uh all that great yeah he did get nominated i thought maybe he didn't but he did get nominated um but forrest whitaker won for last king of scotland a movie i've not seen um then leo was nominated for blood diamond ryan gosling and half nelson a movie i have not seen peter o'toole was nominated for a movie called venus that i have literally never even heard of Mm. so that's what I know. I kind of think, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what his best performance is in my mind. I don't know. Well, the problem is his best performance is probably one that wouldn't get Oscar nominated. I think it would it be something like be Gemini Man. <laughs> I didn't even like that movie that yeah. much. I think he's so good in it, though. I think he's very good in Gemini Man. Uh, yeah, Gemini Man is a good performance, is the thing. He's, <laughs> there's two like of them. I that performance a lot. Actually, yeah. I don't and, remember how many performances he has in that movie. It might be a spoiler. Well, and I, I, I love, like, yeah, he, like, breaks down. and I mean, it's angly. It's, it's a bunch of, like, really emotionally repressed people ex- finally expressing emotions. Yeah. Uh, th- that is a good performance. Um, 
But like from all that I hear, Hitch is supposedly a great performance. It's um, very good. I mean, it's just his like he's being Will Smith, um, right? Which is great. We love that. We love it. Um, but Will is not the only actor in the family. There's also little Jaden Smith in mm-hmm. this movie. Uh, one of my favorite rappers, which is not a bit. <laughs> I actually like he's his... He's a cutie patootie. He's very good in this movie, I think. I think because he's with his dad, he gives a pretty like natural kid performance and doesn't feel like cloying in a way that a lot of kid actors normally can. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's good. And, you know... I mean, I guess we should explain roughly like what the movie is. It's basically he is poor. (laughs) He is trying to like sell some things and it's not doing well. And then he decides he's going to go work for a financial institution, but it has to be an internship. So it doesn't pay his wife leaves him at points. He becomes homeless. He pulls himself up by his bootstraps and it's the American dream and everything works out and he's finally rich. Yes. This movie is about how Did hard- you hate that also? Yeah. Hard work is good. Taxes <laughs> okay. are bad. And the his big moment at the end is he gets a job. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's. I think that is the reason why this movie that should have been emotionally effective was not very effective for me because I was in my head the whole time about that kind of stuff. And like, what is this movie actually saying? Like, I don't think I agree with the messaging of this movie. Um, Oh, I absolutely do not at all. I mean, like, sure. You, you working for stuff. Yes. You can slightly get ahead, but then that's ignoring all the things put in place to make sure that you don't uh, get ahead. Um, It's also, a little hard to watch. I mean, I saw doing some research for this, saw a lot of people saying that this movie couldn't be made now. And I was like, what does that mean? And then it, then I like reading some more, we had the financial crisis hit in 2008 or, in you know, the, basically the job that he is trying to get in this movie is what causes bad things to happen two years right. later. <laughs> And like really mess up a lot of people. I mean, it, it's like it's it's Wolf. Yeah. It's the same job he's trying to do in Wolf of Wall Street, but told from a like. But it's good here. Yeah, it it really is an insane movie to watch in a post Wolf of Wall Street world. Like, yes, because, yeah. I think that's why I couldn't really. It it didn't like the big moment at the end. Not to jump ahead to the cry points, but like when he gets the job. Like I feel like that's the big emotional moment of the movie, and I'm just yeah, like, so. I'm supposed to be like thrilled that he like it's a great performance, but he got a job, <laughs> and that's yeah. it. He 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 got a job after at a place that like treated him not that yes. great for so long and refused to pay their workers even after he got commission or after he like landed big clients and stuff like that. I don't know. It just I was like. This is this makes me more mad than inspired, yeah. and I don't think that's what this is meant to do here necessarily. Yeah, it also has narration. It's so which, bad. The narration like, is awful. It, I, <laughs> yeah, it feels like a, a PG family movie whenever he's the voiceover mm-hmm. is happening. Um, 
which I don't know, was this PG-13 or what? I, I feel like it is PG-13 because the one thing that I did know is that it does have a really good use of the one F word that they're allowed in. a PG-13 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jayden. And they give it to Jaden Smith. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is good. Um, But yeah, it, it, it does feel like that kind of kids movie narration and i was gonna say you know it's probably some of the worst narration that i've heard in a while except that i did just watch robert zemeckis's the witches which has chris rock giving some of the most ungodly horrible narration i've ever heard and i like chris rock a lot but it's Mm. the way it's written and stuff is like i hate it it's so bad but and that's our next episode and that's our next episode the witches (laughs) trying to keep topical um yeah the, the narration not that good um and kind of derails the movies at point i don't know there becomes a lot of this movie too where it's too long even though i don't know that it's all that long but it feels a bit long because it's like okay we got it like i understand that this happened to him for a while but i feel like we're hitting the same beats yeah over and over again it's less than two hours but it, it feels much longer than that i think um I mean, he chases, there's like four or five chase scenes, like <laughs> yeah. for him getting the, that medical device. And it's like, we would have gotten it with like two, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I have to go back to this because I just remembered this. The The moment, yes. the thing that is so infuriating about the moment at the end where he gets the job and that's the big emotional moment is the line that happens right after that, which I think it's, um, I think it's part of the awful, um, voiceover but or it's a variation on a different line from early in the movie but he says this part of my mm-hmm. life is called happiness and i'm like yeah so he yep. got a job at this like bad place and that is you you're set you're telling me the audience that he has successfully pursued happiness and he got it he, 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 he caught he has it achieved thomas jefferson's ultimate goal <laughs> that's what they it makes me up. so angry no, I, com- <laughs> I completely agree with you because like the bones of the movie seem to be pointing out like he's realizing that the pursuit is not necessarily what we should focus on, that he can Mm -hmm. find happiness with his son. He's getting all these moments appreciating his son. The movie seems to hint at that being the implication, Mm -hmm. but that's not the, that's not the conclusion that the movie comes to at all. The conclusion is now he's got a job and he's happy. And his, like his wife never comes back. Right. Um, uh, she's just gone when she leaves. I think there's something, maybe there's something in the text at the end, or maybe I read about it on Wikipedia after that talk about that talks about her coming back, but in the movie, yeah. like proper, no, she doesn't. Yeah, and I'm not saying that she like needed to for that to be a happy ending. I just it feels weird that it's like that she leaves, and then his ultimate happiness is that he gets a job that's going to pay him he gets a job yeah and like you know there's the old saying money doesn't buy happiness etc which i do agree with but i also do agree with having more money does make your life a lot more comfortable and you know so like he will be comfortable going forward which Mm -hmm. is nice compared to where he was at but at the same time the ultimate conclusion that money slash a job that fixates solely on making money and that's the only point of that job uh is is not where i want it to land personally agreed so you want to talk about rubik's cubes yeah those things are fun they got lots of colors 
I did not know that most of this movie hinged on Rubik, uh, Rubik's Cube. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. Um, and I saw, I mean, I think the first time you see it is when he's sitting at home and he's trying to work the Rubik's Cube and he's got it like almost figured out. Um, yeah. But he's getting frustrated. He can't quite get it. And I was in that moment thinking like, oh, this is a little bit like um, heavy handed. I feel like whatever they're trying to do with this. And I didn't realize yeah. that the Rubik's Cube would come back throughout the movie after that. And then I was really sick of the Rubik's Cube by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Same. It felt like one of those like, you know, newfangled machine bits in a movie, you know, mm-hmm. like the, um, the, um, it's the Titanic joke, even though Titanic's basically a perfect movie, but the Titanic joke of like, oh, that awful painter, what's his name? Picasso. Yeah. Like, it, it felt like one of those of like, oh, what's this new toy? A Rubik's Cube? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, gosh. Um, especially now that I've like watched Speed Cubers on Netflix and seen people do it in like five seconds. And I was like, I mean, I guess it's impressive that he did it. I still can't, but I've seen people do it in five seconds. So yeah. I'm not that impressed on this movie anymore. Um, um, what's your take on the Rubik's Cube? Why does it exist in this movie? To show that he's smart. Okay. That, which like that's it. That literally that's it, which is dumb yeah. to me. Like it's not like he's working out puzzles necessarily, you know, because that that would make a certain amount of sense. But it's not like when he starts doing his job well, it's because he is doing puzzle type things. He's just willing to do things that other people aren't. But the and I guess he spends the time figuring it out, and maybe that's the implication. But mm. I don't know. It really just is like we need a shorthand to show that he's smart to impress these um, important people, and that's good enough yeah um, the first time they showed him trying to figure out the Rubik's Cube and like almost getting it was right after he has a conversation with his wife where it I think the idea was like he's so close to getting his life figured out but he he's just not quite there yet and then that's when you see oh, that's him generous. he's got like well I, th- I thought that's what the take was he's got like one right, stripe yeah. left on the Rubik's Cube he can't he doesn't solve it in that moment and I was like I even that moment I was like that metaphor is a little bit like uh, I don't know on the nose a little bit for whatever they're trying to do. And then like that, the Rubik's cube being the thing that gets him the job was like, that's Mm -hmm. silly to me. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It really is silly. Yeah. Um, but I mean the metaphor you explained, like it makes a certain amount of sense. Maybe that was the initial intention. And then they got too excited by their own metaphor. Yeah. (laughs) And then kept it going. I didn't hate this movie. No, it just has a lot. That's, easy to poke at because it really is a down the middle kind of movie. Mm -hmm. Um, We were talking before the podcast started a lot of the movies that seem to fall on the quote unquote tearjerker list movies that their sole purpose is to make people cry specifically moms cry is Mm -hmm. what I feel like the tearjerker list is really targeted to most of the time. They're really just solid movies, (laughs) you know, they're really just okay. Um, cause I think when it's an hour and 45 minutes spent solely on trying to make you cry, that's where it falls apart. And I think for me personally, where movies that do make me cry succeed more is they're about a bunch of other things. They're trying to do a bunch of other things and the resolution of that mm-hmm. can make me cry. Does that make sense? Very much so. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. not the 
type of movies that are trying to make me cry are typically not the movies that I enjoy. And then the movies that like your family wants to go see on Christmas Day, which was this a December movie? It seems like it was. Yep, December fifteenth. Uh, so Okay. <laughs> yep, that makes sense. <laughs> um yeah, I I mean a lot of people say Pixar movies are always trying to make you cry. And it's like I guess they are, but at the same time they're doing so much other things. I don't know. They, yeah, they can go I think they can get a little bit too tearjerkery at times, but they are not on the level that this movie is. Uh, that's that's not the only mm-hmm. goal of Pixar movies. Right. Yeah. I agree. So I think we both kind of hinted, but I, I I I want to remind everybody: a cry for us is a tear down the cheek, right? One tear rolling down the cheek. Mm-hmm. I did not cry, Eli. I did not even tear up at this movie. I don't think. Uh, did you? I, I did not cry. I did not tear up. I didn't really even feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with you, disappointingly. Um, I just was like, oh, it's, yeah, <laughs> I watched this movie. Yeah. But, but, but this movie obviously makes some people cry. So, so what are the moments that we think, um, yeah. people cried? You identified earlier kind of him getting the job. Yes. When he, when he's offered the job at the end and then kind of right after that, when he runs and picks up his son at uh daycare or wherever, um, yeah. And gives him the giant hug. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I should have, that would have been the moment to make me feel something. But again, like that was also the moment when I was the most in my head about the things I don't like about this movie. Cause I think the ending sucks right. suck so much. Um, yeah, but the, I, there were other, there were three other ones that I clocked. The first one, okay. um, when his wife leaves and she, uh, I don't know. I think she says like, tell him I love him and she doesn't say anything to the son and then she walks out like. Yep. I guess that could have done something for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one was when he is crying in the bathroom when they're so he he and his son are sleeping in the bathroom because they have nowhere else to go and there's like someone else yep. trying to get in. You just see tears rolling down his face. That was probably yeah. the most close to being effective for me. Um, yeah, it's a good scene because it's well performed yeah. and you see all the motion on his face. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good moment. And then the other one is when uh, his son asks, "Did mom leave because of me?" And then I don't remember what his response is, but then the son says, you're a good papa, which is a very cute line. <laughs> yeah, it's very cute. Yeah, I, I I just have two more. The first is like he does this whole like let's make believe before they go into the bathroom. I could see that being pretty like emotionally affecting. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is the speech, which they probably played when they, you know, at the Oscars, when they say his name for being nominated. The, the speech by the chain link fence where he's like, if you've got a dream, the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. A scene that truly goes on too long and I found myself like getting distracted during it, but I was like, I think this is supposed to be a ex- big scene. Hold on. <laughs> let me pay attention. But yeah. I had fully like lost myself in it, but I, I feel like that could have been a moment, but um, yeah, not really any moments for me, disappointingly. Um, But you know, it is how it is. Um, so we didn't cry. I think we both kind of landed in the middle of liking the movie. Like, yeah. it's fine. I think this would be a bad movie, but it has some very good performances. Um, and if not for Will Smith and his son, I would call this a bad movie. But I, I'm, I'm not going to call it a bad movie. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. I, I completely agree. But let's see what other people think. Uh, these are... 
other we don't have a fun segment name for this this is just <laughs> well i go to letterbox and see what other people are saying so um angie on letterbox gave it 2.5 stars and said this is as five out of ten as a movie can get if that makes sense and it does angie. angie it does make sense <laughs> Uh, Andrew gave it three stars and said, what a hokey, schmaltzy, smiley, happy, gooey, sappy, nice, dumb, simple movie this is. This made me feel nice. Didn't Um, make me feel nice, but I see how it could make someone feel nice. I think I was feeling very cynical when I watched it. If I wasn't feeling very cynical, could have put a smile on my face. I don't think I started watching the movie that cynically, but by the end of it, I just was like, yeah, come on. No, thanks. It just like, I just, it never got me fully on board. Um, maybe if it was about like him making a podcast, I would have liked it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about most movies. It, it's like the story of him selling his podcast to Spotify <laughs> for $500 million. <laughs> uh, okay. So cool. Molly gave it 2.5 stars and said, well, he did it. He pursued happiness. Are you happy now? <laughs> I'm not. Molly, I'm not. Um, so now we get into producer reviews, which um, means the co-host of our shows, Purely Nostalgia and uh, Best Pictures, they get a chance to weigh in. And Eli, um, <laughs> our very good friends did worse this week than they've ever done before. Yeah, this was a rough what one. I will say. Uh, I mean, like, Ma- to be fair, Mark- we don't we don't ask them to watch the movies that we watch. <laughs> no, no, I just expected them to have seen this one or had some kind of well we hadn't seen it like can we really judge Uh, no i mean you're right you are completely right i just think it's so weird because i felt like this movie was huge the fact that four out of the five of us had not seen it before was pretty big yeah um and the one who had seen it um is a villain and did not respond to my (laughs) message today (laughs) Oh, so he had seen it. Okay. See, I remember a little bit. He marked it, watched on Letterboxd. Okay. I remember a little bit of the discourse around this movie when it came out because my brother, who was older than me, was such a big Will Smith fan. And I remember as a kid, 2006, I would have been in sixth grade. I remember being disappointed because I was like, I like Will Smith. Why is he doing this boring movie? Like, (laughs) this looks dumb and boring. I was like mad at him. So, yeah. I just missed it. Have you seen. Seven Pounds or Collateral no, Beauty. Or that's the movie that it's the same director, right? Yeah, I remember liking Seven Pounds, but I kind of think I wouldn't like it now, but I don't know. But um, yeah. Collateral Beauty is a different director, and people say that is a garbage fire, horrendous movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, not gonna maybe watch worth it. checking out. <laughs> yeah. I'll watch Seven uh, Pounds. But anyway, yeah, Seven Pounds. It's, it's interesting. Uh, Mark uh said never seen it but i have cried to a different kid cuddy song bad bad villain (laughs) you suck (laughs) i i I think they listen to these episodes and i hope they like this part where we (laughs) don't just calling them villains (laughs) and um complaining about the thing they don't have to do but i do appreciate it We're, we're just giving them a friendly friendly hard time um i would love to know what different kid cuddy song that was and i would also <laughs> is it is it the uh, um is it theme song to oh god the joke would have been good if i had remembered the hbo show that kid cuddy was on mm. <laughs> but i don't remember it 
Um, Chad didn't give a review villain. Um, Clint said, I have never seen it, but I know it has something to do with the Rubik's Cube. Hey, Clint, you are right. (laughs) You are more right than I think you know. And also, I was shocked when I saw his review came in because I had no idea it had anything to do with the Rubik's Cube. Same. That that was new to me when I watched the movie. I didn't know that that was something that people hadn't seen the movie knew about it, but... Yeah, I was like, hmm, I guess I don't remember the trailers well, Um, but yeah, so anyway, those are the reviews. Everybody falls in the middle or have just not made the effort to see this movie, so, Um, you know, but that's how how it goes sometimes when you're pursuing uh, cryness, which I guess is what we're doing, you know, you don't all, not every step of the journey is uh, successful, you You know? know? I don't. We were pretty stupid for thinking this would be a good movie for our episode because it's got happiness in the title. How's that going to make us cry? Yeah, I guess I need to find movies that are like called sad, sad, cry, pursuit of crying, <laughs> the crying game. I mean that that's a movie. Um, boys don't cry. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying think. to think of any other cry movies. <laughs> Crimea River is a Justin Timberlake song. That's not really a movie. Yeah. Hmm. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I got nothing. I can't even think of a movie with sad in the title. Huh. Maybe people don't make sad cry movies. Maybe that's why our journey has been so... Uh, we haven't had success yet. I don't know. Yeah. If you guys know of any sad or cry movies, let us know in the comments. Hit smash, like, and subscribe. Um... I think that's going to be it. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else here. Um, is Do you want to tell people about the show if they're not listening it, to it on the feed? We never know what to do here. <laughs> the show as in like my other show? Yeah, that they may be already yeah. listening to. If on you're not feed. already listening to my podcast, Pure Nostalgia, um, you should. We um, talk about children's movies and it's about to be bear month. Um, we're talking about bears kicking it off with a movie about Paddington, which maybe that'll make me cry. I don't know. I've seen it before. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll cry on there since I'm failing so badly on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. The first Paddington doesn't make me cry, but the second one does. Some of the, your potential future movies for bear month may, may make me cry. I'm not sure. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm 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 imagining you guys are going to do that movie, um, um, Grizzly Man. I mean, that th- that has a full death of a man. I imagine that might make you cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are doing um, that. One. Uh, kids love it. Kids love Werner Herzog. That's that's what I hear. Mm-hmm. Um, what, there's some other bear movie, right? That like some Disney movie from the '90s that's about like a big bear, but it's like live action. A big bear. I'm gonna look it oh, up. Oh, I feel. I feel like I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like it. It was in that era where like Tom and Huck was coming out, and mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was in that one. Um, bear movie live action. I'm gonna figure this out. Um, while I figure that out, I'll tell you guys about. Well, it's not Country Bears, which is the thing that comes out. <laughs> Country yeah. Bears is the only thing that's coming up. Great, wonderful, awful. Mm, I thanks for Um 
uh, my show. It's Best Pictures. We try and find the best movies of every year we've been alive. And we will be doing No Country for Old Men coming up. Um, I th- I'm not going to say what the other movie is because I think we may have changed our mind. But No Country for Old Men is coming up because that won Best Picture in 2007. Hey, hear me out here. I gotta hit, Let me hit you with this. No, okay. No, no, no Country Bears for Old Men. I mean, here's the thing. I think I told you when I rewatched it. Um, I kind of like Country Bears. <laughs> it's it's fun. It's not good. The but bears like, it's look cool. Fun. I like the way the bears look. Yeah, it's like it's fun. It's it is it's it is what it is. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's that's enough about Country Bears. This is a movie about crying, and though we did not cry this month, maybe we will next time. And until next time, we urge you to. We live and let cry.